this teaching is radical. You could say Ramana went rogue. He went on a path that most people do not tread upon. A different path than just about every guru or saint or teacher that has ever lived. He is the code breaker of enlightenment. His teaching is a potent transmission of the source, the omniscience within you. It's a radical shift in consciousness, but it is not about self-empowerment or self-improvement or creating a newer, shinier you. It's not about finding your divine purpose or turning you into an enlightened master or transforming you into the Sakuru. It has nothing to do with that. So what does the teaching of Ramana do for you? And the most honest answer is nothing. The teaching does not do anything for this idea of you. It reveals on deeper and deeper levels the truth of you beyond any idea of you. It is a radical shift in consciousness. But it's really important to understand that it's not about self-improvement. It's not about creating an inflated ego. And that can happen. But that is not the purpose of this teaching. Ramana's teaching is the annihilation of the story of you. Not just the idea of you, but the story of you. Right? your past, your present, your future, what you have, what you want to get, what you want to keep, the fight to be right. The genetic mind is wired to fight, to prove your point of view is right and everyone else is wrong. This is the nature of the genetic mind. So this radical teaching of Ramana requires a radical maturity. A radical maturity. The willingness to really, honestly, openly, intimately look in the mirror at yourself. How you judge yourself how you judge other people, how you are mean and rude to other people, how you attempt to prove you're right, and to notice this movement of mind to attack. It's essential to see this. This radical maturity is essential because it's not always easy 
to see the dark side of you. Right? We tend to want to think about the good stuff, or maybe we dwell on the negativity. But it's seeing through both the good and the bad. Ultimately, the teaching has nothing to do with good or bad, right or wrong. Light and dark, happiness and sadness, the paradox. It transcends the paradox of this world. So what does the teaching of Ramana do for you? What is it exactly? Part of the genius of Ramana is he recognized the reflective nature of egoic identification. So ego is the belief that you are your body, that you are the me inside of your body, <laughs> is a better way of looking at it. So this is the reflective consciousness, right? So it feels real. And the story about this me feels very real, and you will fight for your point of view. You will fight to be right, and in the fight to be right, you suffer. You get angry, frustrated, confused, sad, rude, obnoxious, immature. This is the nature of the out-of-control human mind is aggressive, crazy, all over the place, a mess. Ramana's teaching annihilates this mess. But to really understand the teaching and the essential practices of the teaching, you have to understand this reflective nature of ego. So what is the reflective nature of ego, what does that mean, really? And how can it help you see through it? So this radical shift is to see through the mirage of you, the mirage of the ego. So this reflective nature of consciousness is like a still mountain lake that is reflecting the environment, right? So if you're in the mountains and you see a still mountain lake, you can see trees reflected in the water, you can see the mountain, the sky is reflected in the water, like a mirror, right? But if you throw a stone in the water, the image moves and distorts, right? And you realize that it's not real. It's a reflection. So the ego reflects the surface of the ego, the surface of this me that you think you are, reflects your environment. And how do you perceive your environment? Through your senses, the five senses. So when you're in the waking state, your eyes, your nose, your ears, your mouth, the feeling nature of your body, right, is how you perceive everything in your world, 
everything in your life is perceived through your five senses. But it's not just your five senses, right? It's also reflected through what you think and what you've learned and what you remember and what you imagine and what you project. So these are the powers of mind and it's very, very potent. So this illusion of ego, this mirage, is very, very difficult to see through. It is a powerful illusion, a potent illusion infused with your senses. And Ramana's teaching helps you to cut through the illusion. He reveals first that the illusion is there. Until you meet this kind of teaching, you really believe that this you that you think you are is real. But is it? This is the question, right? So on one side, the surface of your ego is reflecting what you're sensing, what you're perceiving, which is filtered through the mind, the past, your experiences, your projections into the future, your cultural conditioning, your family conditioning, your educational conditioning. So it's a big mess. It's like looking at the world through fog or steamed up sunglasses, right? It's difficult to see clearly what's really here and now when you are seeing through this reflective consciousness of ego, mind, and all the senses, right? So that's one side. And then the other side is reflecting your eternal nature, the source the source that animates your body, the energy that you are that is eternal, was never born, and will never die. This is your eternal nature, and this is what Ramana's teaching reveals. This is the radical shift from the limitation of you to the omniscience of that which defies description that lives in your heart. This is the shift in consciousness. So the inquiry, who am I, which is the primary verbal teaching of Ramana Maharshi, the question, who am I, annihilates this me. But it also annihilates your story. Part of the reason that you suffer in life is because your mind tells you a story about what happened. So something happens in your life and the mind immediately perceives it as good or bad. If the mind perceives it and ego perceives it as bad, then you feel bad. If it perceives it as good, you feel good. And then you oscillate between these two extremes, like being on a roller coaster through your whole life. This is the nature of suffering. 
the two extremes good bad right wrong so you have to see through this illusion of you in order to see through the illusion of the story generated by you it has nothing to do with what happened what happened is what is the story about what happened or what is is what creates the suffering it creates the strategy to prove that you're right and the other person is wrong this is where all strategies of fighting come from we're fighting to prove our point of view is right and the other point of view is wrong the other person is wrong right so this radical shift annihilates the stories so the question is who is angry if you're angry and you immediately ask yourself that question who is angry there's no possibility of a story the ego doesn't like this because the ego wants to fight for your right to speak your story <laughs> but it's the story that's the suffering it has nothing it's not real it's totally made up even though some of the facts might be true based on something that happened two years ago five years ago ten years ago twenty years ago a fight can last your entire life is it worth it really so who fights this again annihilates the story who is this fighter who is the thinker who is the doer so it annihilates the story and it turns your attention inward and the mind will eventually surrender if you continuously practice this who is upset who is angry who is fighting who is thinking who is running who is hiding who is this who this annihilates or cuts through this mirage of reflective consciousness right the reflective nature of ego that's what the question who am I actually does the mirage evaporates and reveals the source the light shining up from the bottom of the lake right so the light literally lights up your whole body and when you turn inward to the source which is the radical shift that this teaching represents when you turn your attention inward to the source of the light of you there's happiness peace immediately so the struggle and the complexity and the fighting and the confusion and the frustration and the stress and the anger and the sadness all of it is annihilated when you stop stop telling your story stop fighting to be right about you and your story this is what's causing your suffering to continue over a longer period of time right so it's never about what happened it's always about what you think about what happened right? this is the story that the mind naturally weaves as a way of protecting you 
as a way of controlling the situation, as a way of proving you're right and the other person's wrong, and it just leads to all kinds of agony, misery, sadness, isolation, loneliness, fear, right? So this radical shift helps you to see through this reflective nature of consciousness. And it's really, really potent when you stop the fight and you look in, when you really question who is thinking, what is this internal conversation you're having with yourself? Who are you talking to inside? Who are you agreeing with? We have a thought, and you immediately agree with the thought. You don't question the thought. The thought comes in, and you fight to prove you're right about whatever thought you have. That's what stories do. So part of what Ramana's teaching does is it annihilates the story. It is the story buster. The story gets busted with the question, who is upset? Who is fighting? Who wants to be right? Who is this who? It annihilates it cuts through it, cuts through the fog of your own mind. And with repeated application of the core teaching, then you reside in the heart and not in the head. The mind, the head, the brain, the processing center of the body is where the suffering, the seat of suffering is in your mind is in your brain. The seat of freedom is in your heart. The throne of freedom is in your heart. So what are you choosing? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be happy? Ecstatically happy? Ecstatically free? All the time. All the time. Regardless of what's going on. This doesn't mean that states of consciousness won't come in and out of your physical body. It's the nature of the physical body. But it has nothing to do with who you really are, which is the light of the world, right? The light of the world. Eternal. Eternal salvation is in the heart. So you must be willing to give up your story and the desire to tell your story in order to be free of the story of you. Right? And the story of me. Both must be annihilated. The you and the me and the other. So what are you choosing? Are you practicing? If you're using self-inquiry to get rid of what you don't want, the emotions you don't want, so that you can get bliss or nirvana or whatever you think you're going to get, this is dead. This is just as bad as going to the past to get a better future. The past is dead. It gives you nothing but misery. 
If you give your attention to the past, to your memories, to your ideas, your thoughts about what happened, you will suffer, period. End of story. That's where freedom lives. So who is telling the story? This annihilates the story because the storyteller is annihilated. And this is the essence of this teaching. The story and the storyteller must be annihilated so that you can discover intimately, deeply, this peace, happiness, joy that surpasses all understanding. You'll never find freedom in your mind or your behaviors or your emotions or states that change constantly. Who you are is stateless, peace, love, eternal freedom. This is who you are. Stop. See through the mirage of your ego. Discover the love that you are. And be freedom. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon. Mm-hmm.